Okay, well, thank you for coming, everybody. Uh, really nice to have you here in my studio. Actually, um, this is sort of a, one of the, the main things that I love best about being an artist is inviting people into the studio. And that's actually become a very popular thing or trendy thing to do, and it's actually really effective for artists and for the public art studio visits. Usually they're one-on-one -on -one or two people come, a couple that wants to get you to know you better, wants to see your work up close and see the whole range of your work. And it's working out really, really well for me and I think for a lot of other artists too today because the changing times between gallery representation and this and that has been going through really big upheavals the last, I would say for quite some time I've seen it, um, but actually in the last five years it's become much, much more active. And so artists have to really go out there and do their own business, which is kind of hard for a lot of us because we're not really trained as business people at all. So we have to really put on the thinking cap and go out there and try to figure it out. And to me, the most enjoyable, the most productive thing that I've seen in all the years I've been working, which are many, many years, uh, is the studio visit. And it's so nice to have people in because you can see their body language, you can see the way they look at the work. You get a lot of very important feedback about your work and just your method, the way even you are, the way, the way they respond to your work is just right there, whether they say anything or not. And, and usually, if you have a conversation, um, it can be about anything, but sometimes you feel like you don't like what they said, then a week later you're gonna go back and go like, mm, they're right. <laughs> So it's really, you have to be very open and, and it's nice to get those strange comments because there's something in them. Always, there's always something in them that can inform you and, and, and guide you a little bit in the go as you go along your path to, to making changes or to staying the same. But I'll start from the beginning. And as she said, I'm Alette Simmons Jimenez. Um, I'm Simmons and my husband is Jimenez, and I kept both names uh, just because I got married when I was very young and uh, out of respect for his family also. I, I, did, um, I was born in Wisconsin. My father was a military diplomat and we lived a lot outside of the country. So I lived in 22 homes as a younger person and after that I've moved a few times on my own and that created um, a really big need in me for community because I never had one. Every time I would just develop a little bit of community, friends and school and this and that, we'd be leaving. So, <laughs> and at that age, and, and besides at that time, there was no email, no nothing. So you really lost those, that community. Those friends were gone pretty much. And um, so I've gone through life always wanting a ground base, like a place to call home, and that's a lot about what my artwork is about, is finding home and the sense of home and place and where you are and, and memories. So this latest work that you see here is actually about 
gathering that community in my mind, what I remember, and also gathering actual pieces of things from those times. And a lot of what ends up on the canvas are in drawers in my home that I discover, something that's very personal to me, and it just brings about all these visions and ideas of, of that time. And this time, it's a mixture. They, I don't really try to make it obvious that it's historical, but in my mind it is. And it's about an experience, really, about what all those pieces and memories conjure up visually. And um, so that's my latest work. Uh, and um, let's see. So I, I did end up studying in New Orleans uh, at Newcomb College, what was Newcomb College then, part of Tulane University. And I have a BFA in fine arts. Then I met my husband and we moved. I was very happy to get on the road and leave the United States again <laughs> because I was more used to living abroad than living at, in the United States. So I, I didn't like the TV culture in the United States, that everybody worked all day and then went home and watched TV, had dinner, went to bed, worked all day again, went home, watched TV. And when I was in college, I could see that, that kind of setup happening. So for me, I went to a place where there was really no TV. <laughs> so the Dominican Republic at that time, there was television from Mexico. So I saw, I don't know if anybody here remembers Kojak, you could watch Kojak speaking in Spanish. <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> it was not inter <laughs> right. It was it was not entertaining. So mostly I read a lot, and we had a very big community there. So that's what I loved so much about living there was the community because there was no television. Everyone came together as community to to have get-togethers and this and that. So it was really enriching in that sense. And I started my career there. Then uh, 18 years later, cable TV came to the Dominican Republic. <laughs> so I said, okay, the fun is gone. So soon after that, and also for many other reasons, I, I ended up coming back to live in Miami. And um, at that time, I was doing a lot of different things that I, I've always been working in many different um, media, like I do video, installation, painting, and sculpture. Uh, mostly, everything is mostly collage and assemblage. So I look, work a lot with materials and putting things, assembling things together. Bits and pieces of my life kind of come together in the work. And uh, when I got to Miami, it was a, a different place altogether. Um, I had always lived with some family close by. And coming to Miami, we had absolutely no family. I had two little tiny children, but no family to lean on, no one to like get together with. So it went from this extended huge family and community to my husband and I and two little kids. That was it. Um, so the, immediately I knew that I had to do something to find that community that I needed, especially as an artist, but I think as any human being, you need a community. You need to have friends, you need to have a workplace. Actually, you know, I don't even know if networking was a term back then, but basically, as an artist, going to openings, going to galleries, going to the museums, participating in shows, and, and really being out there to to research what was available and going to these places because you have to really physically get up and go 
And that's a really easy thing to do. And it's not all that effective. You have to do it because I think it's important that you learn what's what. And I do it, still do it, a lot. I, I go to places that no one will go with me. I get in my car and I go. Because I've been in the art world for many, many years, I usually am pretty guaranteed I'm gonna see someone there that I know. So it's not that bad. But I've become so accustomed to it that it doesn't bother me at all if I'm there alone and I know not a soul because I'm really there to learn something. So what better way? If you go with a bunch of friends, you usually don't learn anything. <laughs> you stand in a corner and talk and go home. So I really take that, that leap of faith and I just go because I need to, I hear about a, a venue, I hear about a location, a new gallery or something. And instead of wondering really what it's like, because when you wonder, you create an image in your mind that is usually totally false. And if you get in your car and you go, you go like, okay, I know it now. I know what it is, I know, okay, never mind. Or wonderful, I wanna know more. So I do a lot of that still to this day. Um, and uh, that has that's helped a lot. I have, one thing that is, is besides the fact that, that I also, once I got out of, uh, left the gallery, I, every time I make a big change like that and I go back to my studio because I'm like, I have to get back to my studio. I can't do this other project. It's taking so much of my time. What am I gonna do? I can't do this. I need more time in the studio. Uh, the studio really um, dictates a whole set of, of rules that you ignore a lot, but if you ignore them for too long, it really reflects in your work. One of the biggest ones is, which is hard even as an artist to keep it in my mind, um, I'm getting better at it, is that not only do you need time here to work, physically work on your work, you need time where you're not on the computer and you're not working, where you sit in a chair and you stare at the wall. So every time I do come off of, let's say, one amazing idea I have that I wanna get very involved with this and I get so involved it overwhelms me, then I stop and I come back to the studio and I sit for days and weeks and I look at things and I study and I research and then I make some experiments. Then I sit here and I go like, I'm so isolated. <laughs> I can't take this. So then I immediately look for something new to do that takes me out of the studio. So it's this always this push-pull. And uh, another thing that I got very highly involved in was when I left the gallery, I, it was a great time in the design district, and I opened a little space of my own, public space, with doors open all day long, and I formed a sort of collective art group with other artists that were like me, that I believed that um, exposure was everything and it didn't really matter the name of the gallery or that, which of course it does at the end of the day, but exposure is a very big thing. So I thought like, let's get a bunch of artists so they can do whatever they want. We're not based on the market. It's a collective alternative space. It was called Art Forms Alternative, and we opened in the design district. We were there when it was a dead zone. <laughs> there was no one there, no Gucci, no Prada, <laughs> no, no people. <laughs> it was kind of like going back to Lincoln Road. 
There were potholes. There were, yeah, one gallery night, my helper, my, one of my best friends who would come and help me on gallery night, we opened the doors, no one was coming. We went out and we sat on this little planter with our neighbors drinking wine saying, you think anyone will come? <laughs> Not one person came that night. It was really awful. So we worked hard and, and by the end of, uh, we were there um, four or five years in the design district, dead ground zero. You all know where Michael's Genuine Restaurant is. There's a dress store there now, but that was my first space. And Michael's was not there yet. He moved in and then things started picking up a bit and also uh, the rents picked up. <laughs> and that actually put us out of the design district because the rents got so high. So then I moved to Wynwood and we were there about three years. And Wynwood was a, a different story completely. It started exploding. We would have a thousand people on an opening night, walk in and walk out. No one was really looking at the art, but they were having fun. <laughs> they would walk in and walk out. But that became so overwhelming that I was really just doing exactly what I knew an artist shouldn't do. I was meeting a lot of people, yes, but it becomes an overload of one thing instead of a good balance. The, um, my artwork, I was making more art than ever, but I was never even stopping to think about it. And I could see that my artwork was just becoming a repetition of the same thing, the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. It's like you're on replay, <laughs> a video on replay, just doing the same thing. And I said, I'm not, I'm not growing here. I'm helping everybody else grow, but I'm not growing. So I had to stop that. And I went back to my studio to work just by myself. And this was not actually my decision. Of course, at the end of the day, it was my decision, but I belonged as a member very inactive member to a an orga nonprofit organization called Art Table, which uh, Helen explained was it's an, a nonprofit out of New York that it was created to help support women in the arts, um, in all fields of the arts, in education, uh, women that work in arts education, curating in museums, uh, gallerists, um, anything you could think of as long as you, you have a job in the arts. Um, and they called me up. I met a woman. It was a great place to meet other women and, and share, which I'm a huge proponent of, of women sharing, because I think in the scheme of things, I don't think women know how to share very well. They don't play well together. <laughs> and I think it's to our detriment. So I felt like our table was perfect. The, whole, the mission of women coming together, networking together, and helping each out, other out in the art world in, in getting things done. That in New York, they discovered, they felt the same way back in the 80s, and they made this um, organization because the women that were head, very famous gallery heads in New York and collectors and, and museum workers felt that, that, that uh, glass ceiling big time, they said, we're not getting ahead. The men rule the art world in New York. We women are working twice as hard. We're not getting anywhere. So they felt like we need to get together and share and help each other. Men do that. They have the old boys club, whatever. They have these, they, they are more prone to sharing with each other than women are. So uh, I believe very strongly in that. And so I was, a member 
the chapter in Florida was very small, it, not that active, and I actually wasn't doing, I have to admit, I wasn't doing that much with the chapter, <laughs> but I did believe in the mission. And I had met this woman from Seattle that was a member, and we became very good friends, which was one of the best parts of it. When you did go to New York and you could go to a bigger event in New York, you could meet a lot of people that were very open. Suddenly meeting them face to face, they were so open to helping, and I really liked that about it. And of course, then as soon as I left the Art Forms Alternative and I went to work in my studio and not do any more monthly shows, three months after I was just getting started, I got a phone call from the, the New York chapter that they wanted me to be on the board in New York and they wanted me to sort of get the Miami chapter going again. And I said, no, absolutely not. I just did it, 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 it. I don't like this, I don't like that about it and, and that. And then they said, well, we're gonna have ask um, Sally, just the name alone, <laughs> kind of like gives you an idea. We're gonna have Sally, she's the president of the organization, call you to, to answer any questions. Well, Sally is a ma magician. I spoke to Sally on the phone and by the end I said yes. So <laughs> she just had a way, she's very, very good at what she does and she had a way of convincing me how great it was gonna be and it was. I, I was on the board for three years, uh, we had bumps in the road, we had discussions and arguments and I was going to New York every two or three months to meetings there. I met a lot of people in the art world that were amazing. So as far as being an open door and taking that leap of faith, I did it again on a much broader, long distance scale. But one of the reasons, I actually consulted with a very good friend of mine here in Miami, should I do this? And she told me, you're crazy if you don't. So she said, do you know what doors will open and what friends you can make and, and how much more rich your life might be. So I said, it's true, it's that discovery again, it's just doing it and seeing what happens. It's not like I'm chained to it. So I did it and, and I have to say that it, it was a struggle a lot of the time, but it did so much good for me personally and the first board meeting I sat on in New York was very intimidating because New Yorkers have a way of not really acknowledging people from anywhere else, <laughs> as we all know. And I sat at that table and I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm not like a kid. I'm like just the same as these other women in age and experience, but they hold bigger positions, some are, were in, on museum boards, some, they were like really um, notable women and here I am from Miami. <laughs> but that dissolved once I, I started speaking because I really, I really do uh, stand for what I believe in and I will speak up. I've never been one to be shy to like say my opinion and I have several really good friends from that time. So it was intimidating and just like going out to those galleries that I have no idea who's gonna be there, where they are, what they are, the neighborhood they're in. But it just doing that enriched my everything, really. Down the, it enriched my personal life. I met Sophie and I met Helen through that. Through that uh, actually, that's where we met, I think, right? You came to one of our events and 
thing. Well, well, I just, um, about six months ago, I re retired from the board of Art Table and the chapter chair and the programming chair because it was completely overwhelming. <laughs> and I, I spent almost every day working for that institution. And uh, it started out that it would be like maybe 10 hours a week at the most, but it was more like 30 hours a week. And then I, the rest of the time I would be working. I'm a workaholic, so that helps, but <laughs> the rest of the time I would be spending uh, doing my artwork. But again, I was not, I didn't have time to think. And that's so important to But me. I was here just a couple weeks and I felt, again, very isolated and not getting out in my community enough. So I've begun another project and I'm actually really excited. I'm working with my daughter and she lives in LA. She's in a digital firm there. She'll be, she's going to produce it because she's always wanted to produce it. And it's a podcast about the art community, uh, artists, designers, curators, anyone. It's not, it's not usually one-on-one. -on -one. It's two or three people speaking about ideas and local, not all of them are local, I have to say. They all usually have ties to Miami, but I've, done, I've been traveling a bit, and then when I travel, I run into amazingly creative people, and I have to sit down with them and, and document that. But um, the podcast is, is, uh, hasn't launched yet, so you can't really hear it anywhere. But if hopefully everyone, I'll get your emails. <laughs> I'll let you know when it does launch. It's really, really coming out very exciting. And um, so that's something I'm working on, but it actually I was very strict with myself this time around. I said I would only work on something that would benefit the studio. There, another thing I've been doing that I will continue to do with Art Table is we have a program of uh, mentorship. And that's something that has become a, a really big thing for me because it's working with that mission for making women more aware of sharing, but it's also working with a generation that's coming up. And I find that so interesting to be a mentor to a younger person. And it's not, I would actually say, I guess it's 50-50, but I feel really strongly that I get a lot more out of it than they do. So it is a, I give, but they give a lot to me. Ideas, the girls are very intelligent, energetic, uh, and, and they just really connect me to that generation that if, if I didn't do the, the mentoring, I mean, my children are, they don't listen to me. They never did. <laughs> but, but these girls, I, I tell my daughter, who's the same age as a couple of them, and I go, yeah, she actually listens to what I say, like it's important. But uh, it's wonderful. So if you ever get a chance to be a mentor to someone, in fact, I would urge that even if you don't have the chance, that you look for it because it's amazing, it really is. And the one we do is so simple, so simple. You, you, it's up to you to initiate the meeting or the mentee, and it's just so laid back that you know when you have time you do it, when you don't, you don't. There's no pressure, and you, you just start out by having coffee and getting to know each other, and then things grow from there. And it doesn't always work 100% of the time, Sometimes personalities just don't click, but usually if you're open to it, they do work. And they work really, really well for many, many, many reasons. So, so many different ways to 
to connect with your community, I see. And, and that's my biggest, um, I think that's the biggest uh, reward for being an artist. You don't make much money, so <laughs> at least the community makes you happy. And I think that's about it.